On the Ground podcast. Um, you'll notice that I am not your regular host. Ben has uh, abandoned us for the love of the world. <laughs> no, uh, he just couldn't be here today. So uh, I'm Ryland, and I'm here with Alex. So we are pastors uh, at the, the Gathering Church in Peterborough. Uh, this is a, a podcast about practical theology. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we put in practice what we know from the scriptures and the gospel and about Christ? And um, last week, uh, we were discussing uh, discipleship in a digital age. We live in a world where technology uh, uh, has changed everything we do and is still changing those things. And um, last week we focused on the reality that as a disciple that that's costly. And we want to focus in talking about the nature of that uh, and how it relates to um, how it relates to technology in particular. Um, but more so uh, with the advent of smartphones, we have all of that technology with us all the time, constantly. And uh, so we're kind of using a, a book um, by Tony Ranke. It's called 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. Um, we're not kind of. We're definitely. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, okay. Thanks. Uh, shout out to Tony Ranke <laughs> for that one. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Um, it's an amazing book. Highly recommend it. I'm sure Alex will give a review of it at some point mm-hmm. and, uh, and recommend some things about it. But it's going to guide our discussion. And the reality is, is that with a phone um, and access to technology constantly, uh, discipleship, uh, we have to really think about it in the way that we use our phones. And there are dangers as much as there are helps. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so Alex, this week we're kind of focusing on, on what, is, what are some of the dangers? What are some things that we have to think about? How is our phone changing us, having technology so ever-present? And uh, maybe you could jump in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so today I would like to focus on two ways uh, that Tony brings up. And, and most of this is honestly his material, which I've found enormously helpful. Um, mm-hmm. Here at On the Ground, we care more about being helpful than being novel. Agreed. And that's, that's like the motto of my ministry, <laughs> trying to be helpful, if not novel. Um, so a lot of this you can find in his book, 12 Ways Your Smartphone is Changing You. We would encourage you to check that out and uh, find it very helpful. So two ways that I'd like to talk about that he brings up is uh, how our phones um, encourage us towards distraction. They encourage us towards distraction. And um, they feed our craving for immediate approval. So we are people who are addicted to distraction and smartphones, specifically in technology in general, uh, really feed that addiction in unhelpful ways and well, in ways that hopefully as we'll look at can really hinder following Jesus. And um, they also can hinder us in following Jesus because they feed that craving in humans to have the approval of others. Mm-hmm. So those are, the, those are the two things I'd like to uh, talk about. So first, uh, we are addicted to distraction, as he says. And this, was, this is something we've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. And before I even read the book, I mean, I've this isn't really new for anyone. I mean, if you're listening to this, it's because you have probably a smartphone. Um, You are probably aware of the distracting nature of them. He has a statistic in his book that we check our phones on average every 4.3 minutes of our waking life, uh, which is insane when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think most people would agree that we have uh, an addiction to distraction, and that's a problem. This isn't something you know, the Christians are saying by themselves, this is something 
everyone is recognizing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've talked about it in our own life, you know, we've changed habits, online habits, you know, removing social media from our phones and browsers from our phones and trying to limit our internet use, just recognizing that, you know, we are so prone to distraction and there's mm-hmm. so many temptations there. So I want to look at um, why is it that we are so lured into distraction, as Tony says. What, mm-hmm. what is it about us that is so drawn to distraction? Um, is it is the problem with my phone or is a problem deeper than that? And it's just really uh, a context for that to happen. So what, why are we so distracted? Um, what does it mean to be distracted? What is that? And, and thirdly, uh, he finishes that chapter on, you know, how to live the undistracted life. You know, okay, you know, if this is a problem, like what are, what are we supposed to do about it? So um, why are we lured into distraction? And Tony gives three reasons. I find these really helpful. Um, the first reason is uh, we get sucked into distraction to keep work away. And I would say not just work, work, but the burdens and the cares of life. So, you know, this is a fallen world. Genesis 3 tells us that part of the curse for sin um, against Adam and Eve is that the ground uh, will not bear its fruit easily, that it will be by sweat and toil and burdensome labor that we will eat. And part of living in a fallen world is that it is difficult. Um, Our work is difficult. And I think it is true that part of why we check our phones every 4.3 minutes um, is as a distraction away from that difficulty, whether it you know, be that we are writing a paper and mm-hmm. we are finding a roadblock or we are coming up to you know, the end of our knowledge and that uncomfortable place where you run up against difficulty and burdens or you know, you're taking care of the kids or you know, you're, you're working on heavy equipment, whatever you're doing, that the point in which we feel the burden, we feel the toil, we feel the difficulty, there's a temptation if we're able to, to distract ourselves from mm-hmm. that uncomfortable feeling. And, and I thought that's really helpful. I mean, I find for myself, you know, when I'm doing uh, either a paper for school or I'm writing a sermon or I'm thinking through um, a pastoral situation with someone, that is often the place where I go to a distraction, mm-hmm. that uncomfortable place where it's just hard and it's difficult and we have to work through it Mm -hmm. and i think the immediacy of a distraction that our phones offer us can be a dangerous thing yeah it's uh it's funny to think about uh, like when i read through that particular chapter when i think about those things i'm i read it and i'm like oh that's me oh that's me there's a point in that where he asks a bunch of questions like how do you use your smart time and like do you find you're prone to easy amusements or like Mm -hmm. immediate amusements i'm like oh this is this is how i use my my phone and Mm -hmm. and what you're saying about the difficult thing is um that it's when we face the uh that moment of okay this is hard now um Sometimes reading our Bible and uh, mm-hmm. doing something that's uh, important and necessary is actually, we enjoy it at first. Mm-hmm. You get excited about the paper you're writing and, uh, you know, a page in, you're like, oh, this is actually more work than I thought. Mm-hmm. And it's then that we, we start to shut off mm-hmm. because really at the beginning, we weren't actually necessarily doing it um, for the value of itself, but for something we're getting from it, yeah. a sort of amusement or something like that. And um, 
yeah, that you see that change where you realize it's I'm not even doing good things for good reasons sometimes. Yeah. And that's an important thing as well. Yeah. It's the distraction really is it's proven that there's something else going on underneath by the way that or by the fact that we are so quick to turn away from mm-hmm. something once it gets hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we have no sense of something being good and hard. Mm-hmm. Well, we've lost we've lost that sense, I think. Mm-hmm. I know I know I've seen that in my own life. I lost a sense of you know, home at the end of the day, you're tired. <laughs> it's hard uh, to get up and help my wife <laughs> bathe the kids and put them to bed, but it's like, it's important. You know, put down the phone and go do that. Mm-hmm. As we're talking, it just reminds me of a verse in Second Timothy. Um, and I was thinking about that yesterday. Second Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 3, Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crop. Think over what I say. And I think at least part of what he's, um, Paul is exhorting Timothy to do is to stay focused. And the temptation, uh, the point at which you would be tempted to, you know, lose focus on what his task is, he actually says is suffering isn't difficult. Mm-hmm. So he says, you know, the soldier is tempted towards a civilian life, um, you know, when it's difficult. And it's actually the farmer who perseveres through the difficulty of his labor and the athlete that, uh, that um, competes according to the rules. Well, this, this habit that we uh, perpetuate in ourselves of the moment it feels hard, the moment it feels difficult, um, sidestepping that Mm -hmm. it just just builds a habit of unfaithfulness and if we're unfaithful with little we'll be unfaithful with much so that's that's one danger to distraction Mm -hmm. to following jesus Mm -hmm. is it habituates unfaithfulness Mm -hmm. in little ways Uh, but we need to be aware of that and how that hinders love you know love is difficult and it is costly and if you are constantly you know the point at which you feel that running from it ignoring it by distracting yourself, you know, that's, that's bad. The second reason he says um, we are so prone to distraction is it doesn't just keep burdens of work away. It keeps people away. And, and uh, people are difficult. People are hard to deal with. Um, people are sinful. People are <laughs> sinful. Yeah. And uh, we are sinful and mm-hmm. therefore we like to stay away from other mm-hmm. people. Uh, we have a sense of superiority. I mean, we've all seen, um, this happened. Well, we've all done this probably. I mean, I've, I've been waiting in line at the grocery store, for example. And, you know, while I'm uh, waiting for the person ahead of me to go through the line, I'm checking my phone or I'm, I'm reading an email or something. And I always feel so bad when a couple of times the, the cashier kind of, I realize they've said something to me like, hello, or how's it going? Would you like bags? And totally not, focusing on them and it's mm-hmm. it's you know it's very rude but what's going on is kind of a superiority thing like what i'm doing or what i'm thinking mm-hmm. is more important than this person mm-hmm. and it's more important to me you know instead of standing here for what seven seconds <laughs> you know b- behind this person instead of waiting seven seconds i'm going to distract myself um, even if it means ignoring other people mm-hmm. and uh and, and that obviously just hinders love. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go throughout your day 
instead of being face to face with people, instead of looking at them in the eye, instead of going through the discomfort, frankly, of being around them and you're constantly distracting yourself, you're kind of saying, I don't need anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm better mm -hmm. than other people. And then when you go to have normal interactions, it just feels weird, mm -hmm. you know? There's a, I, I thought about this in assessing my own habits of, of technology use and distraction. And um, it really comes down to uh, just a blunt selfishness. Mm -hmm. It comes down to what is most important in this, uh, uh, this moment is I'm going to choose what makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, <laughs> and sometimes it's like, yeah, okay, um, what makes you feel good? But it, that's what it is. It's small and it's, it's insignificant. And really, if we stop to think about the things that we choose that make us feel good, mm -hmm. we might feel it's a little more pathetic to mm -hmm. always be choosing ourselves. But mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to, you know? Um, maybe, you know, maybe I'm working on a sermon and all of a sudden it's like, my thought is just to quickly check the news or mm -hmm. uh, update something or watch a video on YouTube or whatever it is. But you realize that suddenly it becomes that I'm, get, I'm spending all this time distracted from something because what matters is my momentary amusement as opposed yeah. to the hard work of what you might be doing for someone else or, yeah. you know, whether you're at your job and you're working and, you know, you, you, there are expectations on you. It's, yeah. it's, it seems so fickle, but what drives us is just a desire for self-pursuit, self self-pleasure. Yeah. And that's yes. why you said, which was helpful, is that it, it goes right against love because the essence of love and, and humility is that we consider others more significant than ourselves. Yeah. We consider others above ourselves, their interests before our own. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can see this distractedness really just comes down to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and um, this is not, yeah, again, keeping other people away by distracting ourselves obviously is not loving our neighbor. And, and he makes a point, especially associating with the lowly mm -hmm. you know if we don't even if we like to escape so we don't have to listen to our friends and our family mm -hmm. you know how many i mean my kids have told me before <laughs> you know i lay with them at bed sometimes at night right to help them go to sleep and i've had my daughter say to me hey dad do you want to come lay with me you can get your phone and just lay here <laughs> oh. it's like wow <laughs> she's like five years old and i've i've already failed so bad that, that that's just one of many ways i've failed but um you know if, if we're prone to kind of ignore the people we love mm -hmm. how much more are we prone to ignore the people that are difficult mm -hmm. to love or that we wouldn't apart from god's grace love and you know a distracted people certainly are not focused on the lowly mm -hmm. and that's a point he makes i find very helpful so the mm -hmm. third reason uh, we distract ourselves is to keep thoughts of eternity away and this was insightful he gives a quote from um Blaise Pascal, a 17th century mathematician, he says this, and, and Blaise Pascal was talking about distraction. And the reason this is important, quoting someone from the 17th century, is because it shows that distractedness is a human problem. Mm -hmm. It is not, you know, a, a cell phone problem, a smartphone problem, a, you know, 20th century, 21st century problem. This is a human problem mm -hmm. that technology can exacerbate and we need to think through um, how it does that. But listen to what he says. Take away their diversion. You will see them dried up in weariness. He goes on to say, as soon as we are reduced to thinking of self and have no diversion. So he uses the phrase diversion, not distraction. But when we remove our distractions from us, we are dried up in weariness. When we have to 
um, do away with all distractions and it's just with us uh, thinking about ourselves um, and have no diversion, we just become weary. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I remember a point in my life, um, you know, living in an entirely new place and everything in my life was very different. And I still have the, I still have the mental image in my mind of laying in the bed, staring at the ceiling, just aware of all of my shortcomings and failures. This is early on in our marriage. And I just couldn't escape it. Mm-hmm. And I think as the power was out or something, um, and I, 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 like, I can tell you right now what the ceiling looked like. Cause I remember looking up and just feeling like I have nothing mm-hmm. and it is uncomfortable to be confronted with weighty matters, matters such as our shortcomings, matters such as our mortality, matters of just being a creature, being confined to limits, which a distraction, um, can create the illusion that we're just not. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you, when you, I mean, think of how you feel when the power goes out. It's funny, the power went out this summer or last summer a couple times. And, you know, I think I want internet more than light. <laughs> like, I think I'm, I'm like, if the lights come on and the Wi Fi is off, it's like, how are we going to live? And, uh, you know, yeah, it's just bad. So, it, it, but distraction is we, we, as human beings, apart from God's grace and apart from his comfort and his presence in our life are terribly uncomfortable mm-hmm. with eternity. And it makes me think about what we've been talking a lot um, in our, in our church and in, th- in sermons lately. Well, really over the last year about the idea of holiness, being devoted to God. And, and you were talking last week about um, what Christ says, you know, if you don't love uh, me more than mother, father, brother, sister. And this idea of like distractedness really is, it's a diversion from devotion to God. It's, it's a not being totally um, separated in everything that we do for him. And, and you can see why, you know, when, when we realize, when our distractions are pulled away and actually we have to you start to realize, well, am I really devoted to God? Exactly as you're saying, you're faced mm-hmm. with the reality of it, in the moment when I, I can't turn to any distractions, um, you're forced to actually think about what your heart fixates on. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that can be scary. And But that's also the place that w- I think you have to get there in order to start moving forward to what you ought to set your heart on. Oh, yeah. Like you need to you need to remove distractions to some degree. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about how technology is like there's good and there's help. And we're not saying you have to ditch it entirely, but there has to be a place where you you at least set it aside and observe your life and think about like, okay, without any distractions, what do I want? And where is my heart set on? What do I worship? What do I love? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. He says, um, you know, distraction helps us escape from. He says, the distance of God from all hopes, desires, and pleasures, something mm. to that effect. And and that's true. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the goal of the Christian life is not to, you know, get rid of our smartphones and feel terrible. Um, mm-hmm. But it is to get rid of distractions so that we can deal with what is significant mm-hmm. and real and mm-hmm. lasting mm-hmm. and that we can find um, God's grace and comfort mm-hmm. and presence mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. rather than ignore 
and avoid that. So what what is it? So this is why we kind of distract ourselves. You know, we want to avoid these things. What is distraction then? Um, I think he's right when he says anything that diverts our heart from what is most significant. And it's it's funny, like as sinful fallen people, we just do what is bad for us. I mean, you'd think we would have the the you know. <laughs> our nature would be do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And we just want what is bad for us. Mm-hmm. We desire what will hurt us. Mm-hmm. We will run to what will harm us. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the problem, right? The heart is deceitful yeah. and we think that we're going for what's best for us. Yeah. But we're ironically actually tossing away what is best. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's, that's, that's so true. And this idea that um, distracting from what is, uh, our hearts from what's most significant. I was thinking about um, there's two problems that we have. I mean, there's many problems, but there's a, these are at least two of them. One, we have it really good. Like our in Peterborough, Ontario, mm-hmm. you know, living in Canada, living in North America, living in uh, 2018, um, we have it pretty good. And we've talked before about how even our culture's view of death, for example, is so radically different than cultures in the past, um, you know, universally, and how we have like remembrance services instead of, you know, funeral services. And, and we, we actively push away kind of the weightiness, the significance of things in life. I was thinking about the Middle Ages. Um, if you study theology around the Middle Ages and, and you read about how concerned people were with death, Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, what was their big deal with heaven? And it's like, well, when infant mortality rates are like, you know, extremely high, when the average lifespan is extremely low, when, you know, the plague wipes out, I don't know the statistics, like, but like massive percentages of your population, mm-hmm. you are um, confronted with weight and significance every day. You cannot escape it. So the yeah. first thing we run into is we're already kind of removed from a lot of that. Not, not to say people don't suffer. Absolutely. They do. Um, not to say that, that we are not in a fallen world and to overlook that. That's not true, but there's a way in which just the way we live our lives, we can kind of ignore that add into the mix technology, which, which allows us to, even when we do feel those things to actually escape it. Mm Mm-hmm. So now, now it's like things are pretty good and we're avoiding it. But now when we run up against it, we only have to go into our pocket and click, click, you know, YouTube or Instagram or, you know, whatever it is and, and mm-hmm. find that happy place and find mm-hmm. that um, what we're longing for, uh, what we're, we're running from, you know, we can, we can, in a sense, find that so quickly that we just... We don't get used to dealing with what is significant. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, as, as a preacher, like, I need to pray every week as I'm preparing to preach, not that people would just agree with my points, not that people would, um, you know, say like, okay, I, that is what the Word of God teaches, and I, but that people would even have concerns for weighty things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I think we, we a challenge we face uniquely mm-hmm. today. And I, I'm kind of going off on this, but we need to just be aware how distracting ourselves really perpetuates mm-hmm. um, that discomfort 
with mm-hmm. significant matters. And that's that's dangerous when you consider our faith is following, you know, who we claim to be God, the creator of all things, who sent his son into the world to live the life that we couldn't and to die our death in our place and to rise and to be ascending and, and to be in heaven ruling and reigning. Like we believe some very significant things. In fact, the most significant things. But if you are if you are allergic to significant matters, I mean, you like you just can't follow Jesus mm-hmm. straight up. I was just thinking that maybe maybe uh, to make this a little more practical, do you think you could lay out some ways for assessing our distractedness? How would we go about actually thinking, uh, like, how distracted am I, or or how do what what things distract me? Like, yeah. how would you how would you make that? What are some applications you'd make? What I've tried to do in my life is I've consciously, I've tried to be more self-aware of um, the points, for example, that we tend to distract ourselves. So say when, to, from our work, say from our work. Right. I've tried to notice and discipline myself when I'm writing um, on the computer, because that's obviously I'm prone to be distraction because I'm on the computer. Um, when I feel that difficulty, don't go on Facebook. When I feel the end of my knowledge and the uh, uncomfortable place of, I don't know how I'm moving forward here, at that place, don't go to social media. Mm-hmm. Don't watch YouTube. Don't check you know, the latest MMA statistics. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. read through Google News. At that point, don't do it. And if you want to, when you sit down, you know, before you start your work, to read up on some news or whatever, fine. But get yourself out of the habit of when you feel that difficulty running to that because that's a bad habit. And I'm totally um, that is that's my habit. I'm trying to trying to break. Mm-hmm. So pay attention to those places where you're prone to distraction, where you're prone to pick up your phone and and try to consciously not do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what actually helped me it helped expose what Carly and I had a joint Facebook account. We got rid of it. But. I guess that was like last, last March, two Marches ago. Anyways, and when you get rid of a social media account, you start to realize how often you are actually using it because of all the times you go to use it and it's not there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You go to sign it. Oh, right. Oh, that app is gone from my phone. Yeah. And uh, um, not even to say that you need to get rid of using Facebook or Twitter, but delete the app from your phone and, and see for a week, two weeks, and see how often you check mm-hmm. it to look for it, and you'll you'll get a sense of how distracted you really are by yeah. it. And again, that's, uh, you know, I'm not saying you have to get rid of Facebook because the reality is I get rid of Facebook and I'm distracted with all kinds of other things. So mm-hmm. distraction goes deeper, but sometimes it's helpful to do, to take some practical steps to actually expose the mm-hmm. ways we are distracted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to say as well, I mean, the point is not we're dealing with the problems, but the solution to these things obviously is Christ mm-hmm. and the distracted heart, which has always been the case, um, is really seeking what can only be found in Christ. Yeah. It's, it's actually just a counterfeit. It's saying I'm looking for the good life. I'm trying to avoid the pain and the suffering and Christ's will for you is not that you would you know, chuck your smartphone in the garbage or delete Facebook and feel miserable forever. The point is that you would stop drinking from cisterns that cannot hold mm-hmm. water, that you would go to the, the water of life, mm-hmm. you know, come and, and drink of me and you'll never thirst again and come and, 
eat my flesh, you know, and, and this is the bread that I give mm-hmm. uh, my life for the world. And Jesus does satisfy that longing and he does give us strength to persevere at the places that we're prone to be distracted. I can deal with the work that I feel like I can't handle that burden because of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I've taken his burden upon me, uh, which is light, you know, come Mm -hmm. to me all who Mm -hmm. are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Like people who are satisfied with Jesus and who are restful in him can work really hard Mm -hmm. without needing to get out from it. Um, People who are satisfied with Jesus and aware of how much he loves them don't need to ignore people, don't need to push away difficult people and distract ourselves from them. You know, people who are satisfied in Jesus and see how he is the answer to all of life's most difficult questions and all of the most um, significant, he is the most significant one in the universe, are not afraid of significant things. You know, we're not we're not uh, prone towards pursuing triviality out of a fear of, of I'm not comfortable going there. Mm-hmm. That we wake up and, and throughout our day and before we go to bed, um, immerse ourselves in God's words that are s- significant. They're life itself. Mm-hmm. And so we're not, we're not always trying to distract ourselves from those things. And ultimately, the, you know, what we're saying is these are the ways that's, that we are tending to be distracted. Smartphones can really perpetuate that. But the way out of that is, you know, you might have to take some control measures there and then pursue wholeheartedly Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to, there needs to be the supplement. There. Um, even as we've been talking about distraction, my mind went to Ephesians 5 where he says, um, look carefully how you walk then, making the best use of the time. Uh, you know, not as... Uh, unwise, but as wise, because the days are evil. Yeah. He says, make the best use of the time because the days are evil. And then what he says, uh, you kind of see that, the distraction there, obviously, in the, you know, make the best use of the time. But he says, don't be drunk, um, but be filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing there is that, you know, drink is like the epitome of distraction, right? Yeah. It's the way, you know, if you didn't have technology, you'd still have alcohol. Oh, yeah, people, for sure. And people would be distracting themselves from the significance of the world yeah. with that. And you see that there. And the, and, and the supplement is, in, is not just, you know, be wise, make the best of the time, don't get drunk, don't look for distractions, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And, the, and that the... <laughs> You can't just, uh, you know, even when we talk about holiness, holiness can't just be separation from all mm-hmm. these other things. Mm-hmm. It has to be devotion to mm-hmm. and, and Christ has to be the thing that is supplementing. I personally have been feeling that where I lack the most is not, is not in the fight against distractions. It's in the fight to set Christ first and foremost mm-hmm. to seek him. And when I struggle the most, it's because I haven't done that or mm-hmm. I haven't been uh, working hard towards that. Another scripture I thought I'll throw, um, I think I've said this several times on this podcast, but in Hebrews 12, when he talks about all discipline, you know, and talking about being a disciple, discipline, is is all discipline is difficult. It's painful Mm -hmm. rather than pleasant at at first, but then it yields the peaceful fruit of Mm -hmm. righteousness. And as we pursue Christ, as we, as a disciple, um, discipline ourselves to 
to drink from the fountain uh, of life and not from muddy cent- mm-hmm. muddy cisterns, um, it, it'll be hard, but it produces the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Mm-hmm. It brings us that true peace that we're looking for when we try and distract ourselves, when mm-hmm. we try and look away from hard things. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just around the corner, you know? Yeah. Um, we just need to, we need to, by faith, persist in what he has called us to. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Well, why don't we actually wrap it up there? Yeah, that's and, good. Uh, we'll continue the next time with um, how technology really feeds our need and our craving for media approval. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was a good discussion and on how uh, distraction is something we're all prone to and, and how technology can kind of feed that and how the solution is to fill our minds with Christ mm-hmm. and Amen. to be satisfied with Him. So. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will join us next time. Hmm. You can uh, find this podcast on thegatheringptbo.ca. Share it from there. You can also look it up on iTunes. Join us next week. Look forward to having you. Good time, Al. You too.